Welcome to the very first episode of the Comics and Kaiju podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Quarter J, or Matthew Sterling, and with me is the co-host, Cameron Miller. Say hi. What's up, dude? So, uh, how you been? How's the week been? We're going to do our Slice of Life segment. All right. Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, locked in home, trying to stay busy uh, as much as possible, not go insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel you there. I'm, I'm sure everybody's trying not to... Oh, for sure. Like I've been clocking in quite a bit of overtime myself. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, just got a new job. Excited about that. Interesting. Where at now? Um, same place. Uh, same company. I'm just instead of doing all the work at the hospital, mm-hmm. I'd be at different medical buildings. Well, congratulations um, on that. Yeah, just, just basic stuff: screening, um, make helping people into the hospital if they like in a wheelchair or something. I mean, hey, dude, <laughs> that's great yeah. work to be in. <laughs> I'm, yeah, getting paid paid like five dollars uh, extra than what I was getting paid for oh, my that, first job. So that's quite the raise. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> the movie that we reviewed for the week is Gojira 1945, which you know in English is Godzilla, or sorry, 1954, 45. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, 54. Uh, yeah, Gojira is the Japanese uh, words combined for gorilla and whale doesn't really look like a gorilla and whale combined um but they chose two giant they chose a a giant of the land and a giant of the sea and they combined the two to show how much of a force he is i mean the name definitely fits then (laughs) yeah there was a rumor around at the time that there was a big guy big muscly guy that worked on set and his nickname was gojira but uh, I think that was disproven. Nobody knows who came up with the name and why they came up with the name. It's definitely an interesting theory. Uh, yeah, directed by Ishiro Honda, and he directs most of the Godzilla movies in the Showa era. Uh, it's produced by Tomiyuki Tanaka, and the executive producer is Iwao Mori. Tomiyuki Tanaka, you'll hear his name quite a bit. Um, he will be the producer on a lot of the other Godzilla films as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to be technical, Godzilla is based on a story, a true story. Kazor, there is no giant monster within the story. Obviously. Um, <laughs> most people know Godzilla is just a giant monster, but not a lot of people know his origin, which uh, Shiro Honda based him off a the atomic bombings of Hiroshima, uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, my bad, uh, and the Lucky Dragon 5 incident, which you know, happened after the war. It's definitely interesting, especially throughout the movie, like they talk about the you know political repercussions of those two events. Yeah, which this movie is very political, unlike other movies in the series. Uh, they get really... It's not like a lot of the other Godzilla movies where everybody like laughs at them and how cheesy they are. This is very down to earth, very serious, very depressing. Oh, very they want to take they, they very depressing. They they Especially take they treat Godzilla Arizona. like yeah they they treat Godzilla as a legitimate force of nature and shows what damage he causes to the people, the citizens of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, you see people die from radiation poisoning. You see them being trampled under rubble and buildings. Uh, 
we'll we'll get to that later. Um, oh, I don't want to sure. jump right in too quickly. Uh, Godzilla himself is played by Haruo Nakajima, uh, and Godzilla is portrayed in as a guy in a suit. It's not stop motion like King Kong was. They wanted to do stop motion at first, but the budget would have been in the millions and it would have taken several years to fi- to finish the movie. Oh, yeah, so, and they only had like, <laughs> yeah, they only had like a year to finish the movie. So they, they decided to come up with what we call now suitmation. Um, Akira Takarada plays Hideto Ogata and Momoko Kochi plays Emiko Yamane, the two love interests in the film. Uh, I'm sorry, Akihiko Harada. Love, <laughs> uh, love Triangle, yeah. Yeah, my you didn't think you get anything that spicy. cheated on, bro. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think you get anything that spicy in a Godzilla movie. God, I felt so uh, bad for him. He had all like the badass protagonists, like. You know, things going on with him. Like he had the eye patch. He was a veteran. <laughs> he, yeah, uh, yeah. Hihuko Harada plays Doctor Serizawa. He is the mad scientist of the movie. Love that. Uh, really cool. Uh, I wouldn't say villain. Um, they they make him seem like a villain, but like he's just really like confused. Um, are, are you talking about Serizawa? Yeah, sir. That's what I always got. Of I always got like a villain vibe from him. Just the, I think it's the eye patch. I don't know. I don't know. At the beginning, like, mo- I thought he was cold, like cold hearted a little bit. But like, yeah, as the movie is progressed, very- as the movie progressed, I really kind of I don't know. It kind of shifted to less being like cold hearted, but more to being like misunderstood and actually really caring. Yeah, he's uh, he's probably the most complex character in the movie. Easily. Uh, yeah, he's. Got a lot of ties to World War II. They kind of mention him as being, you know, a scientist that worked with the Nazis during the war on secret experiments and sh- uh, stuff like that, which, which is really, really cool. Uh, and then Takashi Shimura plays Dr. Yamane, the paleontologist. Yeah, I, I have um, to say that he's pretty complex as well because, like, the whole movie, he didn't want them to actually kill Godzilla. Yeah, he knows that they have to kill Godzilla, but him being a scientist and a paleontologist, he wants to keep Godzilla alive to study him because he's the only of his species. How he survive as well? To try yeah, because he the, humans. Yeah, because he wants to know how um, an animal was able to survive the atomic bombs, the the testings in the Pacific. For sure, for which. Sure. Let's talk about Godzilla's design for a quick sec. Um, most people think he's a crossover between a Stegosaurus and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, I could see it. Which I can see with the dorsal plates on his back. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they designed him to be... At the time, dinosaurs aren't how we see dinosaurs now they don't like dinosaurs stood upright and they used their tail they would drag their tail on the ground um he had the arms of an iguanodon the body shape of a tyrannosaurus rex and they designed the dorsal plates based off the dorsal plates on stegosaurus mm-hmm. um 
the skin, his skin texture, um, this is pretty cool, uh, is supposed to resemble the radiation burns of the victims of the atomic bombs that oh, really? charred I didn't actually know wrinkled that. flesh yeah because godzilla was affected by the atomic bombs so they wanted to show that the the burns all over his body mm-hmm. um in later films they kind of just make it seem like he's always had those uh but they gave him they originally had him as an octopus at one point but they thought that was a little bit too generic and they didn't know how to work with it. So they decided to go for the classic dinosaur look. I would definitely kind of prefer that over the octopus. <laughs> I'd get like shark yeah. vibes or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, the music is very good in this as well. Um, I feel like it fits got, the scenes, honestly. Yeah, you got a lot of very somber depressing songs um and then when the military is fighting back you have those uplifting like pan's gonna kick his ass and then they realize fuck we can't do that (laughs) um the cinematography let's talk about that uh i think everything in this movie is perfect in terms of cinematography honestly for its time i agree uh they show Godzilla from low angles to make him seem giant and it works. Um, hell for a good portion of the movie. They don't even show him. They, they kind of keep him secret. You see boats exploding, but you don't see Godzilla physically attacking the boat. Um, there's a whole night scene where Godzilla shows up on an Island uh it's a fishing island mm-hmm. and it's during a thunderstorm it's really hard to see and the it the one family their or their one child runs out and just screams cuz he just he sees Godzilla in the darkness but you don't see him and the brother follows sees Godzilla runs inside and all he sees is just the house just crumble inward oh yeah when he's first storming um, they the don't, uh, island right yeah yes. uh, <laughs> it, I, it gives me chills every time i see it because the way they build it up mm-hmm. when he finally looks up and sees how big he is but you can't see it and you yeah. want to know what does it look like especially um, like if you're watching this movie for like the first time like Say you've been living under a rock and you don't even know who Godzilla is. It definitely hypes yeah, him very well. <laughs> it's a good buildup. Now, when they show him, uh, it's it's pretty. It, the, the puppet that they use for Godzilla's close-up scenes is a bit derpy, uh, a little weird. Um, but it's if you can get past those like close-up puppet scenes, you can, you you'll really enjoy the movie and you'll really enjoy Godzilla's design. Oh, for sure. I like. Like I said, dude, like, I don't know. Whenever I watched it, I was just chilling at my house. I had my 4K TV fired up, and it looked great, and I popped some popcorn. I had all the lights off. It just, it felt great. Like, it was just such a good experience. Yeah. Way better than I expected it to be as well. Like, Yeah, this 
this movie's very serious and compared to the other films in the series. So you, first time viewers, like they know who Godzilla is and they think, Oh, he's that crappy suitmation, bad dubbing, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, definitely first time then, viewer. That's my first time seeing that movie. <laughs> yeah. Then when you pop it, pop the movie on, you're like, wow, this is, this is very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, uh, let, let's talk about that opening scene. What do you think about the opening scene? You know where it just has the boat yeah. in the middle of the ocean, and then you just see that white light, and then it, yeah, that's basically. I just as, love how it cuts to like the fucking God. What's it called? The Morse code being used. Like, yeah, them doing it. SOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, basically it's just a party boat, and the the. Um, hey, I lost you there. For that opening had scene. Some technical difficulties. Oh, okay. <laughs> I lost uh, it whenever yeah. you said party boat. Yeah, the party boat. Basically, the the ocean starts to bubble, and and then the the people on the boat are hit by a blinding flash of light, and then it cuts to the boat on fire. That whole opening scene was uh, inspired by the Lucky Dragon Five incident, where. It takes it takes place after World War II. The there was a Japanese fishing boat mm-hmm. uh, that was in the Bikini Atoll, and nearby the Americans were testing their hydrogen bombs. See, um, I love that they just like they slide that in there because you know, like you were talking about, this guy just wanted to talk about like you know nuclear war and its effects and stuff, but because of laws, yeah, they had to do it this way. Yeah, you'll notice all these like they sh- they really at, set, like that atomic war is. It, it will happen if we keep going down this path of testing nuclear weapons. Uh, but the Lucky Dragon 5 incident, there were these fishermen, they were in the Bikini Atoll. Nearby, the Americans were testing their shiny new hydrogen bombs. And Shit, they didn't realize that they were... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't realize that they were within the fallout zone. And crew and all their fish were contaminated with radiation poisoning. And they all died eventually, which was really big at the time, because the Japanese, so. as you, as you would be, they were quite pissed off, um, and that that left a bad taste in their mouths. You know, like they thought that the war was over, and then the Americans just, not on purpose, but they accidentally killed uh, a fishing crew. All right, and uh, what would you um, say is your favorite scene in the whole movie? My favorite scene would probably have to be torn on the the island scene where he's they don't see him, mm-hmm. and it's just from like the point of view of the uh, the villagers. I'm torn between that and when he comes on land, and there's the the fence of. Oh yeah, the electric, electrical wires. Yes, I was just gonna say that that was my favorite scene. Whenever they tried to kill him using uh, the electricity, I love and he just basically scene. he just basically just walks right through it like it was nothing. Exactly, I I love that scene because he just had this just massive big dick energy, you know. Yeah, yeah, major <laughs> big dick energy. Um, He's like, oh shit, Godzilla will always have big dick energy. Monster dong, you know. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, All right. So, uh, what would you say is your favorite character then? Well, obviously. Well, I was gonna say Godzilla at first. Um, I'd probably have to go with Doctor Sarazawa. Thank you, Doctor Sarazawa is the boy, and God, do they treat him so bad? Emiko, his girlfriend. Uh, about to be born. yeah let's let's talk about that got the love um, triangle oh dude it pissed me off so much and with his friend no less yeah some spi- God. so basically dr sarazawa is dating the female emiko um uh, little does he know that uh doctor that we were talking yeah, about earlier that once yeah emiko is the over. daughter of the paleontologist dr yamane um Hideto, I think I said that right. <laughs> I hope you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hideto Ogata and Emiko Yamane are having a affair, um, and Doctor Serizawa doesn't know about it. Um, uh, and I mean, what sucks is debatably he doesn't know about it. At the end, he kind of well, they kind of reveal it to him. Um, no, well, they never I think he catches on. He does catch on. He does catch on. I'm sure he caught on a little early on that they then they like kind he, of he, he, he might have known from the very beginning. Honestly. <laughs> um <my> boy. <laughs> <laughs> but Akira, I mean, uh, bleh, Hideto uh, and Dr. Sarazawa, they're friends and little Zahino that his friend is cheating with uh my bad. His friend is behind his back, uh, making out with his girlfriend, which I don't know, kind of fucked up. <laughs> Not kind of. It's pretty fucked up. Cheating it's stuff. pretty <laughs> fucked up. But like the way he treats it, like in the end, he basically accepts it and is tells him to live a good life. But that was also, I don't know. Should we talk about the ending? Can we talk about the? I mean, I feel like we've passed that Can spoiler we? zone because, like, it's almost seventy years. I think we could talk about the end. I, I yeah, it's just, it's like it's almost a seventy year old spoiler well, it is for a... those of you that don't want to probably skip over the next couple of minutes of commentary. <laughs> yeah, um, Doctor Serizawa basically sacrifices himself using to... his oxygen destroyer, which I love. yes My the <laughs> the oxygen destroyer is so Doctor Serizawa is a really brilliant scientist from world war ii he was in the war he worked they imply that he worked with the germans um on secret weapons like the oxygen destroyer um Although and I he do doesn't love, want real quick i do love that like he kept saying throughout the movie that he could use this to kill godzilla but he doesn't want politicians getting their hands on it yeah that he he fears that he will use his greater weapon to defeat Godzilla, and then that weapon will be used for war. And he doesn't want that. He doesn't want more people to die. But he has to make that choice of, do I stop Godzilla from killing people and let these plans get into military or government hands? Or do I just keep it a secret? And I feel like he chooses um I feel like honestly he chose the best option out of everything. Like yes, he did sacrifice himself. Yeah, he, he also destroyed all of his research into the oxygen destroyer and he took the only like the only prototype of it that he had and he used it against uh Godzilla. Yeah, he sacrificed himself for the greater good of the world. Uh which it it makes him 
that much better of a character because mm-hmm. you at first you think he's being selfish like oh you guys are a bunch of fuckers you know they're gonna take all my research and but then in the end he basically he sees people suffering mm-hmm. and, and he, can't stand it. he he can't he can't take it anymore so he gives in and he sacrifices himself um him and Hideto, they basically go down under the water where Godzilla is sleeping and they activate the oxygen destroyer, which sucks out all the oxygen in the water and in any living creature within. They don't specify how large the the radius is. Although it had to have been quite but, big because they were at like the bottom of the ocean. And even then they had a bunch of the boats stay away just in case the blast radius was too big yeah um and he basically he cuts off his water supply and cuts off the the line keeping him attached to the boat above and he drowns Mm -hmm. and i do love that in the last moments they actually show it from his point of view like as he's watching godzilla like you know roar and yeah watching watching godzilla disintegrate very slowly see him turn into bones and then the bones disappear and one thing i'm kind of confused uh so this is the first of a series of movies, correct? Yes. So is there more than one Godzilla? Or are they like pulling, you know, a Friday the 13th where he just lives? <laughs> um, in the next movie, Godzilla raids again. They find another Godzilla. Like, oh, so, so happens to have been two more two Godzillas out there. And they both got hit with the same bombs. Oh, okay. So they um, do say that there were like multiple and not just the one. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. They make it. I think. I think what Godzilla. really happened was the guy like wasn't expecting to was he probably wasn't expecting it to do as well as it did, and probably initially just wanted to be like a one and done type thing. Mm-hmm. But after you know the huge success that it was, I'm sure people at the time were just like just begging for another one. Um, I'm sure that it was the the studio, Toho. Mm-hmm. The, they probably they were like, we got to get another one out because yeah, it, it made good. it made bank for them. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, you're talking a budget of like 175 thousand, making millions. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when we get to the later film, uh, to the sequel, it's it's not the best Godzilla movie. Is it not? Um, it's <laughs> no. Um, like I, I won't blame you if you like quit halfway through. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll power through it, the podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it's very like the generic opening of like you see the atomic bomb, and then there's some guy in like the 1950s voice like speaking like, "Oh, radiation, blah, blah, blah giant monster." Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the best movie, <laughs> uh, nor is it even the most entertaining. It's pretty. It's a pretty bland movie overall. Understandable. So what would you we'll, say is like your final rating for this movie? Well. And we're going out of 10. Just full disclaimer. <laughs> oh, we're going out, out of 10. Um, it's out of like, there's at least 30 Godzilla movies out there. Um, I would give it a 10, a solid 10. A solid 10. And the reason why. Yeah, the reason why I would give it a 10 is it's so – it takes itself very seriously, and it works. It's not like they're doing it as like a joke. 
Um, Because this is coming from a a country that experienced nuclear weapons Mm -hmm. firsthand. They went through that pain and there's still probably people suffering from uh, side effects of the radiation birth defects and it's it's still a topic that needs to be taught about today oh for sure i um, mean you know nuclear more more so <laughs> more than it is it needs to be talked about more i know that they talk about it in like your history class whatever but i think they really need to go in depth about these are the consequences of what happens when we use nuclear weapons mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, i'd say it you know I kind of give it a nine, not going to lie. Nine. Because I feel like it did have some parts that could have been better. Like, I feel like Dr. Yamane really played, like, more of a side role than what he should have, in my opinion. I feel that. But other Um, than that, I mean, just everything about it was very well done. So, by no means that movie. I I enjoyed it. No, no. If you want to get into Godzilla movies and you don't know where to start, which is very understandable... Because there's over 30 films. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would start from the beginning. I would start at this one, where it all began. Oh, and for our viewers, we did choose two origin uh, topics for our first episode. Yes. Kind of a nice touch on us. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I thought it was a great movie overall. Uh, the effects, especially for 1954 and in post-World War II Japan. Oh, for I sure. think for sure. This was a very, very good movie. All uh, right, folks. Uh, now we're gonna get into my bread and butter, which you know, the stuff I love. <laughs> Whew, man, do I love my comic books? All right. So, as the name implied, yes, it is comics and kaiju's. So we talk about all things comics and all things kaiju. This week we're just reviewing, you know, Godzilla 1954, and our very first comic that we are gonna review is the spawn origins collection volume number one which is quite the read at 156 pages so uh cameron you've never you there told me that did my audio cut out yeah it cut out for like 10 seconds well i mean we should be fine because my end kind of recorded it but as i was saying oh well. <laughs> we did the spawns origin collection volume number one 156 pages released in 2009 uh cameron this was your first comic book like big comic book you've ever read right yeah i've i've read comic books like i've read uh, one of the friday the 13th comics um but i've never read like which by the I, way I, for our viewers we could end up you know reading friday the 13th just anything comic book related honestly yeah it doesn't have to be superheroes it can be slashers anything anything Personally, um, I'm I'm kind of excited to read a Predator comic, not going to lie. <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing that. That would that would be some fun. So anyway, yeah. to the topic at hand. Uh, comic books are my bread and butter. Kaiju are, you know, Cameron's bread and butter. But I yeah. feel like it gives us a great dynamic to kind of flow. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to thank you. This is a very good first choice. Um, <laughs> it was very, very easy to get into. It was a very, like, almost like a crime noir but like oh, with sure. badass superheroes. Dude, That's I, what I it kind of felt like to me. Spawn. I love my boy Spawn. And I figured for a very first like big comic free to read, I felt like this would be a great one to just dive into because it just throws you in and it explains things as it goes. And it's just so great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've never really been into the whole comic thing. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm hoping with this podcast series that it'll help me. Oh, understand. Open my eyes. Like I've never really been huge into the kaiju world. I do like Pacific Rim, but I haven't seen the sequel. I fucking love Pacific Rim so much. (laughs) That movie, like, it just felt great. Like it. It wasn't trying to be anything other than just a robots fighting monsters movie, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So we'll, anyway, we'll get to that along anyway. uh, down the road. <laughs> we will get to that one down the road. Um, so this was written by Todd McFarlane. He actually did the writing and the art, as well as publishing the book itself. And yeah, for those correct of you me if I'm wrong. Like, oh, Doesn't he do? Um, I thought he's like the designer for like a toys series like a set of toys i i thought it was like mcfarlane uh movie monsters or something like that i do believe um, that that's a different guy because mcfarlane is kind of a different common last name yeah um mm-hmm. but I, I i do follow him on instagram though todd mcfarlane interesting i uh, I, I love i love seeing his work oh dude i mean he, he does so great and he doesn't try to like censor anything that he does. Like I'm sure as no. a comic. Hell no. <laughs> like he touches on rape, pedophilia. This is this uh, is a very necrophilia, Satan this, worship, all sorts of stuff. This is very dark. Same with Godzilla. They're both these origin stories dark, are really. very depressing and dark. Um yes they are. <laughs> they're they're not afraid to show you disgusting stuff like this. So, you know, for the viewers that might not be aware, uh Todd McFarlane also later created a animated series for spawn i'm not sure if you knew about this as well no i did not yes uh he based a uh like full animated series i think it's like three or four seasons long maybe longer i could be wrong mm, but uh okay. i know it's on amazon prime so those of you that want to check it out it's definitely a great watch uh it does follow the comic books there are some differences in it okay uh, like the violators done a little differently uh the way that he fights the pedophile ice cream truck guy is done way differently in the show. I feel like they kind of. I just want to say right now, I loved that 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 death scene that that oh, one panel. Straining I... up, oh my god, with the fucking uh, popsicles shoved in his mouth, and he's got that's the... my favorite. That's my favorite panel, hands yes. down. <laughs> and he does the. I love ice it cream so much on, on him. <laughs> I'm. So... <laughs> You want to see this bastard die in the most horrific way possible. And it does. And they give it to you. They serve it to you on a fucking golden platter. (laughs) It's beautiful. I love it. So would you say that that's your probably favorite scene in the book? Hands down. It's my favorite scene. Seeing this pedophile rapist bastard get his comeuppets. Oh, for sure. I'd have to say that my favorite scene, probably the fight between him and the violator. Where, like, they're ripping each other apart, and he's like, eye for an eye, like, you don't want to play this game Spawn, I can play it better, you know? Yeah. (laughs) They're just, like, ripping each other apart as they're fighting, and just, they're both regening, and it's just, I don't know. I I do like that character, the Violator. I like how his human form, I guess you call that, is this fucking fat, ugly dude. Yeah. Um, He's got clown makeup on, Mm -hmm. and then, like, he transforms into this, this really skinny, big mouth, like, sharp teeth, sharp claws, looks really disturbing oh yeah i mean there's just no way to describe the violator without actually seeing him (laughs) yeah i do who would you say is your favorite character um well probably spawn okay other than obvious (laughs) well 
I do want to see more of the the detective. Yes, Detective Burke, the fat one. I loved him. Yeah, he seems like a very interesting character. Like I, I don't know what happens long like in the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. I hope that he becomes this like badass. Like he kills some motherfuckers. You know. Well, only time will tell with that one. We'll have to continue <laughs> on the rest of the comic some later date. I, I really enjoyed this comic. Like, it was great. You know, yeah. I, I've watched a little bit of the animated series and going back and, like, actually reading this comic. Because I had never actually read this comic before now. I had just seen yeah. some, like, the series. And I was like, you know what? Maybe Spawn would be great for the first episode. The first time I ever heard of Spawn was I saw a YouTube review of the 90s movie. Oh, the one with such uh, poor uh the, the really CGI. shitty CGI. It's <laughs> so gross. It's so gross. Bro, I watched that thing on like Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have it on Netflix. I I know they used to. That could they might have taken it down. If it, if it's still there, I might give it a watch just for just for kicks. I mean, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, just pretty interesting. Yeah. So, what's your favorite character is definitely the, uh, what do you think about the love triangle that they kind of threw in there? Because, you know, as you know, Al Simmons is the main character and he does go to yes. hell and his best friend ends up getting with his wife. So what do you think about that? I I think that was really spicy. Um, I also kind of found it funny how when he wants to go incognito in public, he turns into a white guy when oh, yeah. he's like, Wait, he, when I'm not white. <laughs> he's I'm black. Yeah. Um, I'm He's like, like this oh, white dude, this ripped, yeah, this like generic white dude. Um, and he realizes that his wife is married and has a kid now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it like really hits him hard because he really wanted to have a kid with her. For sure. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but they did talk about how like he could not have kids. And it especially hit him that she had a kid with his friend. Oh, I did not catch that. I must have missed yes, that. They, they were. Uh, it was like in one panel where he was saying that like the doctor said I couldn't have kids and stuff. Uh, that was why they had the up. dog. That was why they had the dog. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, and the dog it kind of like picks up that right about you know this guy that visits the house and he's like, hold up, he smells familiar. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he, he seems kind of familiar to me. Mind you, it has been years, and the dude has gone to hell and back. <laughs> Yeah, uh, how many years has it been? Because it's not like he dies and then comes back like the next day. I forget. I think it was like five or seven. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Yes. And I'm not too familiar with the uh, spawn lore, but the I'm just going to call him the devil. Is he the devil or is it just like that universe is like demon, like Satan or whatever? Uh, Malabolja? Is that who you're talking yeah. about? The, the kind of like ringleader? Yeah, the really big dude. Uh, yeah, in this one, uh, he's not quite Lucifer, but he's definitely okay. like way high up in hell. Like, I'd okay, say like, so. I'd say almost like second in command or something. Okay. Like Malabolja's really high up there. He's the one that actually gave Spawn the deal to uh, come back as a hell Spawn, and in exchange he gets to see his wife. Yeah, and he keeps fucking with Spawn along the way. Yes, stealing his memories, slowly giving them back. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't Spawn, he only can use his powers for, like, a certain amount of time. 
Well, that's also just because he doesn't quite know how to control his powers yet. Okay, because I know like there be there be there be a couple panels where it'll show like a like a meter or a clock. It's like, so is he like I think only got a certain amount of time? Like, I think that clock is the overall countdown that he's allowed to be on Earth before he has to be a general for hell. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I could be wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this character, the Spawn's character, uh, was he worked for the government, right? And he was a uh, like a special ops guy. Yes. Uh, he was special forces, and uh, he got betrayed, and they killed him. Yeah. And he went to hell, and America played it off as if you know he died a hero in combat and stuff. And his wife, nobody ever knew. Except for, uh, like, the few up. people that were a part of it. Yeah, I, I want to know, why did he go to hell? Uh, he was a ruthless killer. Oh, well, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they'd throw him into an area, and he would kill everybody, women, children, innocent. Oh, He'd Jesus. kill everybody. Like, they'd, they'd point him in a direction, and he would open fire. So he, he was not, by any means, a good guy. Oh, he was not a war hero. No. <laughs> uh, he, God, he alone has like a huge rap sheet of war crimes that just never, <laughs> never came to light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really did enjoy this comic. Uh, no, it was definitely I, an interesting one. <laughs> I think it was a good first choice, um, especially for someone who hasn't really been interested in comics oh, ever sure. um i yeah. mean like i i had one and i read it for like a little bit and i was like mm -hmm. meh and i did kind of want to avoid doing like big name like comics. yeah you want to be right jumping right that. into like spider-man or something like that exactly and you know when you hear about stuff like that there's there's all sorts of people that do stuff over that you know there's yeah not a lot of people that give lesser known characters granted spawn is a bigger of the lesser known characters like for instance, he got added to Mortal Kombat 11 as a DLC character. Yeah, I do remember hearing about that. So we are going to touch a lot on the lesser-known characters. Granted, okay. you know, there, there will be episodes where we, you know, review a Spider-Man comic or, you know, even yeah. a movie because we might do comic book-related movies as well. Yeah, that is true. Um, you know, I don't want to just be like, I would like to do a Godzilla-thon, um, but I'm sure we would like to take a break from <laughs> Godzilla. Uh, well, I mean, and if we do keep, something, if we just keep with the kind of formula that we have right now, you know, do one kaiju movie and then one comic book related media. I, I feel like yeah, I wouldn't have mind that doing good, that. That good like rhythm going. Yeah, I think that would work good. Um, so, like, we can we can review the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Um, the Dark Knight, uh, I also Batman have Begins. Kind of a hot take on Spider-Man Three. Uh, oh, <laughs> I I'm sure our viewers will uh, disagree with me, but uh, I respectfully say that they're fucking wrong. Spider-Man Three was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it was. Had its, it had its it downsides. <laughs> it it definitely had its downsides. Okay, it was not the. It definitely was nowhere near the best of like the trilogy. But it also should not um, have shut down the opportunity of there being a fourth movie by any means. No, they should have gone on with a fourth movie. The reason why they didn't do a fourth movie is because 
the Sony, they fucked over Sam Raimi when he was making the third movie. They they wanted to add a bunch more villains, which kind of sure. we'll, screwed him over. We'll have to leave this dialogue for <laughs> when we decide to review. Yeah, the we're reviews. jumping. We're <laughs> jumping too ahead, way ahead. We're jumping way ahead. So, um, what do you think about the overall story? Uh, you know, it's not really just him against one big bad guy. It's more of just like him trying to get his yeah. memories back and visit his wife and. He doesn't want to visit his wife because she'll think he's a monster before he figures out how to be, you know, a perfect blonde white dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really do like the story. I think it's a very good story. Uh, I like how they produce a bunch of these characters, um, like the, the detective, um, the uh, what's his name? Oh, God, I forgot his name already. <laughs> uh, detective Burke or the, the violator? The Violator, that's Violators. it. I like how they introduced the Violator. Um, oh, yeah, and he's then... talking to the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's talking to the cat. Um, I like how they introduced the Kincaid guy, but, like, they kind of killed him off. So, like... Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, uh, full disclaimer for our viewers, uh, if you're interested into where we watched Godzilla 1954 and where we read this comic, uh, Godzilla is on Amazon Prime. I don't know if they have all the movies. I think they don't. Um, they have, they have quite a bit of the movies. Um, they're, listen, I'm going to be real with you right now. Amazon's got some major retard action going on when they're listing their Godzilla movies. <laughs> um, like they're using like obscure names, like for Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, they call it Godzilla versus the cosmic monster. And I kind of want to kill myself every time I see that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, the art style that the, the, the background picture that they use for Godzilla versus King Kong is like someone's stolen fan art of like King, the like the modern King Kong from like the legendary movie yeah. and the Godzilla 2014 Godzilla fighting and it's kind of it, it and it's like not nothing nowhere near as action packed as that guy's artwork for sure for sure but uh, yeah, if you want to check those out, uh, you know, like we said, there's a bunch on Amazon Prime. Uh, we did read the comics using Comixology, which is partnered with Amazon, so you don't really have to create like a new, you know, account or anything. You can just kind of link it to your Amazon account, and it's just easy setup. I really, to pay it and you can read all the comics you want. <laughs> I really do like that Comixology. Uh, Honestly, app. like I was worried that we were gonna have to get a bunch of different subscriptions, like a bunch of different. Yeah, just I was worried comics. that they would have. They wouldn't have certain things that we would want to review. And like I typed in some pretty obscure, like some Godzilla comics, and they had them. They had all of them. Honestly, I wouldn't mind doing a Godzilla comic. That sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, there I've I've read a couple. They're like I skimmed through them and I'm like, they're okay. <laughs> they're pretty obscure, like Godzilla in Hell. That's pretty interesting. Oh, for sure. That that <laughs> That does sound pretty interesting. Maybe have like a Spawn Godzilla crossover. That'd be sweet. Ooh, hey. <laughs> Spawn riding Godzilla. <laughs> Ooh. Careful, we're getting into Rule 34 territory. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I feel like we had two very solid uh, topics for our first episode. Just yeah, very well both, done. both origin stories, both very depressing and very serious uh, stories. And and I feel like they both had just great writing, personally. 
Yes, both had very good writing. Like hats um, off, it, great, great for the first episode because it, it would kind of suck for us to have like our first episode and just be bashing something. Might give off the. I mean, mode, I can. But... I would have been fine doing that bashing like a movie. <laughs> just I'll tear in, I'll tear into a movie. I'll just be this ruthless. Whole podcast, do it like Cinema Sins on YouTube. Just tear into shit. <laughs> yeah, like the angry video game nerd. Like this game, this movie's a bunch of fucking shit. I'd rather eat fucking. You know. Yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> uh, I couldn't agree more. We we might we might get to a movie like that or a comic like that. I don't think there's any comic that's really bad. I don't know. There's a few. <laughs> I've actually oh. been thinking about throwing one that I know is like notoriously bad, just so that we could have our own take on it. <laughs> hey, I'd be fine with that. Although I I do. Okay, so. Whenever I'm reading comics, I don't always like a comic that just ends on a happy note. I like a comic that ends on like a depressing note or like, oh my god, that character died, you know? Yeah. Like, or just like, <laughs> I, as much as like they're cliche, I do like the to be continued kind of comics or the stories. I mean, that uh, that is very, very apparent in comics because they'll turn one story arc into like 400 issues. <laughs> That's exaggeration, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I really enjoyed uh, this comic, and I hope you enjoyed the uh, the movie. Oh, it, it was definitely better than I was expecting. Like I remember growing uh, up, and you know, my grandpa watching you know some of these old Godzilla movies, and you know, I'd sit down <laughs> and watch them for like five seconds. But you know, Hot Wheels at that time was more interesting. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, Hot Wheels, <laughs> of course. But uh, no, I I definitely enjoyed this movie. Is it was definitely a, like I said, great acting, great cinematography. Well, Although they had they great acting. I don't know how about my acting's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> they did my boy Sarazawa really dirty, but I, I still they did. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I feel like that that concludes our first episode of Comics and Kaiju's. This is uh, yeah, I think this is your host Matthew Quarter J Sterling signing off. See ya. Good night. <laughs>